Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out. Hey everyone, it's Max at Mono Neon, and I have Element 10, uh, Dylan and Olivia on the show. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thank you for sure having thing. us. Glad to be here. Yeah, and so if anyone's listening who doesn't know what we're talking about, the Element 10 is just a really great studio, outfit, business. You know, they're, obviously they're doing all things neon related. Um, and just, yeah, this the, the, the fun nature of running your own business, right? Uh, you know, you guys have had a lot of experience around neon, it sounds like. Um, tell us a little bit about what, you know, kind of where you guys are located, um, ultimately how you guys met each other, what that focus looks like, and then, yeah, just what you guys are doing with Neon. Yeah. Yeah. So as you've already said, we are Element 10. Um, we're a team of two, Dylan and myself, Olivia. Um, we met when I was born because we are siblings, fun fact. <laughs> um, so yeah, we grew up around Neon our whole lives. Our dad is, uh, was a tube bender for over 40 years. Um, and he got to retire last year. So we're kind of carrying the torch um, in the industry, which is a whole lot of fun, a whole lot of work. Uh, we're based in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, got a couple other really great shops here in Kansas City. So it's kind of good to have some people in our backyard, um, other vendors that we can, you know, look out for each other. Um, yeah, so we're really focused on, you know, the craft of neon and also expanding that outside of maybe the traditional audiences that would see neon. Um, so we're doing that in a few different ways. Primarily um, collaborating with artists is something that we're starting to lean a lot more into. Um, basically connecting artists with neon as a medium, which is something that, you know, most artists don't have uh, access to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too is, can you start by telling maybe a story about your dad too? I mean, what was he like? Obviously you guys know him personally, um, but you know, I don't think people understand, you know, what it was like to work in sort of the neon. You guys have had, I guess, really an interesting trajectory into neon. Obviously not a lot of people have that, that understanding, or at least, you know, have been exposed to the craft from sort of an early age. Do you, are, are there any things that kind of pop out to you that, you know, thinking back on? Oh, gosh. I mean, he was always employed full time at a sign shop, uh, sign shop in Kansas City. Uh, we lived outside of town and, you know, Saturday mornings he was set up uh, at his uh, tube bending station in the garage to pull in some extra jobs. So really from a very young age, we would uh, go out after we were done watching cartoons, sit on the bench and just watch him bend up glass. And, uh, it, you know, it's funny because it was super commonplace, um, but it was always also very mysterious. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Olivia and I, and then we have, have two other sisters. Um, you know, as time went on, it was always just kind of, it was dad's job. It was what he did. And uh, everyone kind of went off and did our various things and really serendipity and opportunities and, uh, various pressures kind of led uh, Olivia and I back in this direction. But yeah, having dad doing that uh, at a young age, I definitely just, I think it gave us the familiarity with the fact that like, oh, this is an attainable skill. Um, but at the same time, he would say, and he, he does, is that like, 
you know, 30, 40 years into his career, he was still developing skills, still improving, um, which is get uh, a little intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like, you know, you, you see that and you probably wonder like how much devotion is this going to really take? And I think that's an interesting counterpoint. Like, you know, we all have fully committed lives where we're doing other things, but also neon does demand its own attention and everybody thinks it's kind of like, uh, you know, you get that, you get that glow in your eye and like, oh, I'm just going to go and throw myself into it. I think growing up it is, is probably slightly different because you know, what really excites you is also probably a thing that, you know, you're just used to seeing and you probably just kind of like going like, okay, well, what does this all mean? Um, as you guys have connected the dots, are there images for you that you think about or things that you like, I'm sure he's involved in on, on a level. Um, I guess everything blowing up so quickly, like what's it been like, what's been the most unexpected, I guess, part of all this. Uh, can I have you rephrase the question, please? Yeah, like with, I guess what's but what's been unexpected when you guys kind of took over the reins, like where mm. you kind of developed yeah. Element Ten, and sure, um, what's it like seeing that come together? Well, the way that came together, you know, Dad was running an independent shop for a few years. Um, I graduated from art school, moved to Kansas City, and uh, started by just kind of helping him uh, deal with clients, answer emails. Um, it was an unexpected the fact that I was involved at all at all was unexpected. Um, and as Olivia and I kind of talked in the background uh, about kind of the potential of what a neon shop can be, uh, we started developing this idea of, you know, working more on the client experience, more uh, with the people who are less likely to have access to neon, um, connecting those dots that are not normally so easily connected for clients. Uh, that is to say that by the time Element 10 really got up and running, we had a pretty good plan of how we wanted to start bringing in um, different customers, bring up other opportunities. And the fact that it worked at all was really <laughs> kind of outstanding. The fact that the, uh, we worked well together was also a nice surprise. And then as far as um, projects that have come in, honestly, like if there's anything that's, that keeps us excited, it's just like, the appreciation of our clients for good quality work um, that, that just keeps us going. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say uh, surprise might not be the, the right word for me, but I didn't expect the level of pride driving around my city and being able to point out the projects that are there because of me or because of our shop. Um, I guess I was pleasantly surprised at just, you know, how connected I still feel to those things, even at once they're out of our shop and out in the world. Yeah. It's like your baby. I mean, you yeah. mentioned wanting to understand what it's like to kind of do work. And you obviously imagine that uh, image coming up as, as a kid, you obviously you're watching your father do that, but having an understanding of how that's done and then watching it take effect and then seeing it go out in the, in the wild. I mean, it's, it's definitely truly an, an interesting feeling. I think a lot of artists feel that same way when their work is out there. I don't know if they all feel like that when they do leave, but there is some sort of, <laughs> you know, uh, genealogy there, right? It's like, you can see the the charm in the work, but also all the effects and the things it took to make it. And I'm, I'm sure it's a real, uh, a bit of an exodus, but I think, you know, it never gets old, right? It's getting, oh, totally. getting to see people there and other people enjoy the work that you do. Um, yeah. And I think more people uh, would be surprised just at the level of thought that goes into each and every detail of a sign um, you know, every single bend, there's a new neon two bender that's 
strategizing how they're going to make that bend. Um, and then, you know, into the wiring and just the fabrication of the sign, everything is thought out. Um, so as someone who, of course, saw this process growing up, but then, you know, I moved away, I had my own career, uh, kind of got away from that, then coming back into it, uh, it was just a really good stark reminder of, you know, when you when you have a neon piece, there's so much that goes into it that's that's unseen. Yeah, I enjoyed some of the projects I liked was really like that rewind video you guys did. It's sort of like a, a retro basement with like old you know videotapes and things of that nature and like a bar as well, I think. And yeah, it's just a cool piece. I, I think there's some sort of blockbuster elements to it. Maybe it's just on the Be Kind Rewind kid, you know, from my generation of <laughs> or our yeah. where we can think about videotapes. But, you know, just the idea of having that iconic sign up there and having some of these businesses that are local, uh, you know, I think they enjoy also seeing the Western Neon, which is much more of a sort of a historical neon piece uh, that's in Kansas City. And, you know, having you guys be able to work on that, that must be really neat, too. Uh, even if it's a repair or restoration, I think that's some of these areas of neon have expanded greatly, um, you know, where some of these signs are no longer being serviced or on the regular. And so there's a lot more um, work to be done, I guess. And some of the, some of the shops are taking that work up as well. So you guys have you, what's that experience been like? Yeah. Um, I think fortunately we live in a city that, um, you know, there is kind of a rich history of neon, um, you know, Kansas city, the river city, uh, we, <laughs> we were kind of a thriving place during prohibition. So once prohibition ended, um, beer signs were, neon beer signs were, you know, a huge commodity. Um, that's actually the man who trained our dad how to bend me, how to bend neon. Um, that's how he cut his teeth in neon was bending beer signs and he would get a quarter per letter that didn't break. Um, so we were in this city that, you know, has this rich history with neon. Um, you know, our dad grew up in, you know, kind of that classic sign shop environment um, that's not necessarily what Element 10 is anymore. We're kind of this hybrid between art studio and sign shop, so that we're kind of fusing those two worlds together. Um, so it's definitely, I think, an interesting time where things are kind of in flux, um, but we're really fortunate to be in a city where we have signs like Western Auto, um, Tension Envelopes downtown, um, you know, things that are being preserved and cherished by our city um, makes it a little bit easier, I think, for us to kind of pitch uh, things to our clients who have such great, you know, relics to look at. Yeah, and I do think it's a subtle reminder. I mean, I think a lot of those cities like that, um, that have a history are, you know, there's almost like a layer of separation between generations, but there's also this commonality that like, oh, I went there as a kid, or like a lot of people talk about the experiences they've had at some of these establishments. It can't be understated about how important it is to have something that rec that's recognizable in this day and age because we're we have so many things available to us whether it's digitally or physically um i think that some of those things you know it's just like a, a character in a movie like you can't have you know the store without the sign you know it's almost like unwatchable and so i do think that there's a lot that people are are definitely dealing with nowadays whether it's just in the world but i do think we can go back to those feelings and, and, if, and feel connected in some way, you know, there's always like going to be your favorite place or the thing that you always remember being there, but there are certain 
uh, establishments that have been there, you know, over the course of generations. And I think that, you know, places like your shop and others out there are doing a great service by, you know, going out there and trying to either, um, you know, bring them back to life or just keep them operational on some level. Uh, so yeah, I commend you guys for doing that. Thanks. Yeah. As far as neon, you know, having had various heydays, um, I do think there's like this really heavy notion of nostalgia around neon that, um, I don't think has to be really exclusively about the past. I mean, it's about the experience we're having now about our perspective of the past. Um, and, you know, optimistically, I like to think that we could still be, you know, making things that kids today will be looking back on, um, years from now. I think that that's where I'd like to see, you know, it'd be great if we could start to see the scale and quality of, of something like Western auto, um, the nice thing about that particular sign is that um, almost any project seems pretty manageable when you have a you know five-story sign sitting down the block. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's um, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that yeah, there's a lot of opportunity ahead of us for sure. Yeah, and I think there's a lot too that like you mentioned earlier too, there's there's a lot to celebrate, you know, in the sense that there are uh, there are other you know, neon things out there that are really uh, still being activated and still, you know, part of the, you know, the, I guess you could call it the community of the, the common dialogue. Was mm -hmm. there anything that you really stood out to you for you guys last year that you worked on? I mean, that you are, are feeling good about, you know, going into 2023? Um, as far as specific projects, um, I had a really great time working with uh, some folks that opened uh, an imported toy store called Bubble Wrap. Um, it's on Westport Road here in town. And they had a really great notion of what they wanted. They communicated that really well. They were fantastic communicators. And it meant that we were able to, you know, flex any muscles we could to give them something that really worked well. Um, so it's a it's a nice sign on their facade. It's bright pink and turquoise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, neon, it's got dimensions, it's got patterns. Um, they really were open to exploring and they were also very trusting, which um, all in all, like again, the personal experience was fantastic. And fortunately we have a really beautiful sign uh, to kind of remember that time. Yeah, well, and speaking of nostalgia, um, they just did a really good job with their branding of kind of playing into the 80s uh, mall aesthetic, I guess you could say. Uh, and so we were able to bring that to life with neon um, and it just worked out really well. So from the minute you're you know, on the sidewalk looking at the sign and you step inside, you're just kind of transported into this whole experience. So um, it's definitely a pleasure getting to work with local businesses like that because they were just as, as excited um, as we were <laughs> about being able to do something like this. Um, so it definitely wasn't just a transaction, you know, they, they had emotional stake in the process. So that was, that one felt good to be able to do for them. Yeah. I love that example. I mean, some of it is, it's so much of it is just based on truth and, you know, reconciliation of the process. I mean, it allows a lot of people to get involved, but also, you know, it's their story and you're trying to bring it to life. I mean, there's a common understanding of that you know, and how exactly that plays out is different for everybody and each client is different, but, you know, just the, the ability to be able to go out there and, you know, 
talk to some degree of what they're interested in and, and you know bring that to life is such a um yeah, such a commitment, but also it just it speaks to the intensity of the business and their interest in neon and things like that. So mm-hmm. sounds like a really cool project and something I definitely uh, will check out online. Yeah. While, while we have you guys, um, yeah, just really excited about sort of the equality between the both of you. Obviously, I think there's a lot of uh, sort of family force in this, but it, it does really equate to obviously you guys working together. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of challenges with that, but also um, very inspired by, you know, you guys' connection and and honesty and uh, just, yeah, just really excited to see what you guys have coming out next. I mean, as anything goes, any future projects or things you guys want to promote on the web or anything like that? Yeah. So we actually have an announcement coming up really soon that will probably time out really well when this episode comes out. Um, so I mentioned before that we are really focused on artist collaborations. Um, So our inaugural artist collaboration is gonna be released uh, the beginning of February. Um, So we uh, have a good friend, Frank Norton here in town, um, very talented illustrator. Um, He's done branding for a lot of really incredible brands. And he uh, and Dylan got together um, pre-pandemic kind of shot some ideas around of, hey, what if we brought some of your illustrations to life in neon? Um, Pandemic obviously kind of slowed down things. Um, So we're really excited to finally bring some of Frank's pieces to life, uh, which will be available on our website starting February. Um, Yeah, Dylan, you were kind of the one who kicked off this project. So if I'm missing anything. (laughs) Sure, no, I'll probably be a little bit redundant, but. Again, just uh, if we can be a connection between you know, creative minds and uh, a relatively inaccessible craft, um, that's what we want to do as a company. Um, and honestly, on a personal level, uh, we want to get to know these people who live in our city and, and see what they can do. Um, so yeah, this first release that we're doing with Frank um, is comprised of three designs, um, maybe something that we can um, share visually at some point. Um, their illustrations. He has a very playful style that I that lends itself to neon, which made it really um, easy to work with uh, for this first round of collaborations. And um, you know, it helps that he's just a really nice guy to work with. He actually designed also the rewind video sign that you referred to, um, as well as a couple others that we've done um, in the last year or so. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, that'll be just a couple weeks from now that we're going to start showing that off. And we're just really excited for the world to see it because, um, yeah, again, it's, it's like our baby. We're excited for it to be out in the world. Yeah. It's great that you guys can collaborate. And I think, you know, making bigger, uh, waves within that, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of studios and whatnot could really benefit from doing things where, you know, not only just incorporating other people's ideas, but, you know, coming out of that is sort of a new batch of work that sounds super exciting. And um, I think we'll definitely elevate you guys to another level. So um, way cool. And thank you so much, Dylan and Olivia from Element 10 for for being on the show, just continuing to do what you do. Well, yeah, well, first of all, yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for the work you're doing kind of in the neon community and kind of planting that neon community. Yeah, we're excited to see what's going to be fun here. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.